Hi folks and welcome to Waiting for Cat Bus, a conversational podcast where four friends gather around a kitchen table to rank and review every Studio Ghibli film in chronological order. I am not your host, Ali. Instead, I am Abby, joined by Eddie. Hello. To welcome you to part two of... Howl's Moving Castle. We forgot to uh, record a intro to this second half, but we kept on wittering on, so we hope you enjoy, and now... Back to me. Or Ali. Or Mark. Who knows? Probably not me. Not Abby, because we talk over her most of the time. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Uh, and yeah, and then we get this scene where Solomon tries to convince Hal to like join the army, and she does this... So, like, the floor drops away. Yeah. Basically, she's, like, really powerful. Like, the floor drops away, and they're in this scene that, at this point in the film, we don't understand what we're seeing, but obviously later on we kind of understand that she's showing how his past. And, like, basically, I think my read on it is that she's tipping her hat and being like, I know who you are, I know where your power comes from, like, you should join with us, otherwise, like, I can do some real damage. Because we... They're like floating in space, and there's, like, stars all around them. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think... Correct me if I'm wrong. She calls him. She calls him Howl. Yeah. Sophie goes in saying Howl isn't coming or something like that. Yeah. But he's been summoned as both Pendragon and Jenkins. Yeah. Are we to assume that both of their first names are Howl? Which uh, so he he has been summoned as Howl. Sophie's coming on behalf of Howl, who oh, is okay. Howl. Right. Um, I would assume Solomon knows that he's Pendragon and Jenkins because okay. right, she's right, like, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like playing his game. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. Yeah, and she also, as well as like showing the stars falling down and all these kind of like really um, loaded images that will come back later near the end of the movie, she also shows how as this like hulking beast with like a crazy vulture face that sticks yeah. out, um, and him and Sophie like fall to the earth, um, and in the end, how like leaps through the window and suddenly like shatters the illusion, and him and Sophie escape on like a little air air flying. Really cool, and the dog's like, "I'm gonna come too." Yeah, it's very cute, and it's planes, and my lucky loves planes so yeah. much. Loves the plane. Kiss that plane. <laughs> and they take the witch to the waste as well. They grab her. Yeah, yes. she comes too. Yeah, and suddenly so our little merry gang is all together. It's very is cute. She's a sidekick at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's a sidekick yeah. now. Um, but yeah, like obviously at this point, Hal's kind of like openly disobeyed. Yeah, like deserter. He's a deserter. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he goes from being. It's interesting because this is, I think, the moment in the movie that he goes from like being like, I don't want to be part of the war. It's not good. To being like. Oh, it's almost like an active form of pacifism where he like is intensely trying to disrupt proceedings if that makes sense it feels Mm. different his attitude feels very different he's not running away in the same he's still running away he's a rebel now isn't he rather than just an observer yeah he's running away but in a different direction now he's like getting them to chase him yeah basically and they do oh they chase him oh Oh, yeah he does a cool makes his Plane invisible. Yeah. Mm, and to a decoy. Splits, doesn't it? He's like, we'll distract them and then like you're... five minutes. Yeah. And also there's this ring that you can wear now. Oh, good. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, he gives Sophie the ring and he's like, basically how's like, I'm gonna go and lead them off, you get back to the castle and save everyone. And she's like, I don't know the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't fly this plane. <laughs> um, but they get they get so Sophie whips the waist and the dog get back to the castle. With the help of the little ring, they crash into it. They crash, They crash right through the right through like the mouth of the weird frog frog man, right? The frog's like, they fly into it. And um, sorry, I might be jumping the gun a little bit, but when Hal gets back, he is so happy that 
they crashed right yeah. into his castle. Yeah. Like, it's the best reaction. Like, wow, here you go. Um, it's so good. Because then he fixes up the house, doesn't he? And he does yeah, all so, magic so, so and so they change it, it yeah. Move it, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you be so pissed off with your Sophie? She spent days cleaning that I place. mean, she just crashed a plane through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's in like, she spent days cleaning, and how can be like, yeah. interior designer? Why doesn't he just clean up with his magic? Yeah. He's a mess. Yeah. He's, he's a, a mess. mess. He doesn't care about interiors. He, he cares about his own exteriors. Exterior as well. Oh. Hot <gasps> like, If he cared enough to want his house clean. Well, now he's he got someone to show it to. Yeah. It's Markle. Boring yeah. shit, apparently. But he gets these other people in. Yeah. That's what I always used to say to my parents. If I wanted to clean my room, I'd bloody clean it. <laughs> like, and I mean, and Howl is such a team, exactly. honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a really nice so yeah how transforms the castle into like this almost like crazy Victorian townhouse and transports them back to it's settles, a new location isn't it so the, the castle still exists as the castle in the waste so that's walking around but he like resets one of the doors and turns one of the doors into the hat shop basically um, really nice. in oh, he gives town. her a room as well. Gives her her own mm-hmm. room, which is like a it's just like a very sweet moment. And there's also a really sweet moment where the witch of the waste, like she sits in and she's like looking at that fire. She's looking yeah. at house and be like, "That's a pretty fire." Yeah. And you're like, oh, "Because that's house hearts in there." I didn't. Like, oh, I just thought she was being cute. No, she knows. Deranged. Yeah. Deranged. Yeah. yeah. She's like obsessed with it. And house was like, "This is weird." Yeah. <laughs> she's staring at me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the new house is beautiful. I like the, the way it it just. I want to live there. Yeah. yeah. How's a bit of like a sugar daddy though yeah. at this point? Like, new room? Oh, yeah. and I bought you some new clothes. They're yeah. still quite dowdy though. Like, yeah. Um, and that new portal. Oh, the the view? Can we talk about the view in that yeah. new, the new room? Stunning. For the new, as in the new portal? The, the new, new room, room view. The red, the red the door. Room. It's how secret garden. <laughs> the red room. <laughs> but it is the, it is, it is the, it is the red door and it is, um, one of my like favorite mo- scenes in any of these films. Like one of my favorite. Like I spent the past twelve weeks going on about landscapes, and like it's because of this scene. Mm. Like it is so stunning. Like mm-hmm. the ponds and the rolling fields and the meadows and the flowers. It's just like so beautiful. And that tiny little cottage that it's a nice. It, yeah, Hal takes Sophie to his like secret garden where he grew up, maybe, and it's just like impossibly beautiful. It's so nice. Um, yeah, really lovely. But juxtaposed with that amazing beauty that he shows us to is it's so sad because we get this like one moment of peace in this film where he like reconstructs everything, takes her to the garden. She's like, "Why are you showing me this now? Like something's up." And then immediately the giant airship flies mm-hmm. over his like secret place. Yeah. Um, um, sorry. No, no, go. And is that the enemies or one of ours? What difference does it make? That was my Christian Bale voice. I'm sorry, yeah. it's and that's pretty good. Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned that it's Christian Bale. Oh yeah, yeah. how? Voice. Christian so Bale. Weird. He does do a really good job though. He does yeah. do a good job though. I can't. When he he has a normal voice, when he's a big bird man, that's <laughs> a Batman voice. Does he do his Batman? It's his Batman. Yeah, yeah. God. Birdman. Batman. Batman. Um, Free Batman though, right? This movie. Probably. Um, just before yeah. Batman begins 2005. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and sorry, just when we're on actors, Markle, do you know who he is? No. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, from the Hunger Games. Yeah, the Hunger, the Hunger Games. Games. The Hunger Games. Hunger Yeah, like Games. proper little, like, Zephora, but Cute. pre-Zephora, Josh Hutcherson. Or with that niche. Zephora? Zephora, the makeup brand. No, no it's very niche. It's yeah. the, like... Isn't it a, like a Jumanji prequel? 
Yeah, it's, uh, like, no, yeah, it's like the Jumanji in space. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The, bridge, yeah. the Bridge of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's also him, though, right? That is him, yeah. What is it? Yeah. So this scene is like my, one of my favourites because of the landscape, but this is like one of the most like iconic moments in this movie that people point to and go, look, themes... Um, <laughs> because like the, his, his beautiful nature is perfect but even here they can't escape like the long arm of like militarism and industry and man-made things that just want to kind of like ruin everything um, ruin and yeah it's a powerful moment right like how how can times around is like I'm not going to run away anymore I'm going to like and he like casts a spell and like breaks the wing of the airship oh, yeah, and yeah, tries to really blow angry. bombs and they get freaked out and he has to be like quite birdy to make that spell yeah oh yeah his <laughs> arm goes all birdy yeah. there's that very um <laughs> like, hides it <laughs> there's that good um shot where we are howled yeah 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 and he's yeah. like flying through the oh, the yeah. ship yeah that is a really that gave though. me a bit of um, oh, yeah. Titanic vibes you know when they oh, go down yeah. into the yeah furnace camera like moving through yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah furnace, yeah. yeah. Furnace, yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Engine room. Is um, that a niche corner mark? No, Titanic. Titanic has a niche <laughs> movie, <laughs> Beyonce. Um, there's, so yeah, this this scene, like, it, it, it is, like, amazing. And he destroys the warship. He drops Sophie back up at the, at the house, the castle, the house. Um, and house, then, house, house. <laughs> all, all I've got written down now is that. Um, oh, that just sounds like he's like going to live in a new town. <laughs> oh, I'm moving house, guys. That's the sequel we need. That's an interior decoration. Relocation, relocation, relocation. All I've got written down here is that the witch of the waste is smoking a good cigar. Massive cigar. Yeah, which is maybe poisoning Calcifer deliberately. She gets. They get a letter, don't they? Or ah, a yes, from the mum. The mum. Oh, yeah, the mum comes. The mum comes. The worst mum. Bad mum. Bad, bad mum. Mila Kunis called. She wants a job back. It's, she's a bad ah, mum. There you go. Corner. That's a good one. I like that one. Sophie's mum appears. She says, I've really missed you. I thought you were dead. And here's... Uh, oh, come in. And then she leaves of stuff. She leaves his stuff. Past, yeah. she? What she, happens? She, to... she does a Lucius Malfoy to Ginny Weasley. She yes, 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 yes. That's niche. Welcome to the corner. Excuse me, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, not niche. That film. little bit of plot point right, is quite okay. niche. Welcome to the niche corner. Thank you. Um, we shook hands then. So yeah, <laughs> we we kind of find out actually that um, Psycho's mum was like it was like uh, she was being it was a trick. Yeah, she was being she was being tricked. Well, so she was black like blackmailed. She's been blackmailed. But also don't. Go against your child. She leaves the purse there, and then one of literally it's like a two second bit. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite bits in this movie is what the witch of the waste does in this scene. As soon as Sophie is walking the mum out, remember? No. Witch of the waste has like been sat still for so long, and she leaps up. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is yes. where she, she leaps up and like she scuttles over to the purse so quickly, and she like opens it, takes the weird worm out because there's like a weird poisonous gloopy worm in there. Oh, that's yeah. the. Oh, she feeds it to she Calcifer. She feeds the worm to Calcifer and then she smokes and she gets this big cigar and she smokes the cigar. Yeah. But it's her. She's been still for like a half an hour mm-hmm. and she leaps up and goes, oh! And like runs across the room and it's so cute. Um, so is that, a dro- like, is that a drop from her team? No, it's a drop from the army. But she still knows. Is she it, knows what it is. She's still about, she's, Oh, and the cigar poisons Calcifer yeah. as well. No, no, that, that's. I think that's just me. The cigar doesn't poison Calcifer. She just loves cigars. She just loves the cigar. Because I think I think Hal comes in and is like, oh, I think the smoke's not doing very good for Calcifer, and then they realise he's actually yeah. eating something, which yeah. is very Princess Monoki. Yeah, yeah, it is. Ooh, it is yeah, Princess Monoki. Yeah. Um, also, when she smokes, she looks younger. Yeah. In this moment, when she like rebels and helps them, when she's sat in the chair, she looks. She's not like the kind of blob mm. person anymore. She's. Looks more human, which is interesting. 
Can we talk about how cute House of Eating anything is? Yeah, it is very like, When they give him longs and like yeah. he picks him up sometimes with his little firearms or when like he's being fed the leftover bacon. It's just it is very like eggshells. Oh yeah, he gets oh, the eggshells. So yeah. Oh my god, yeah, because they crack him in the frying pan and, and he just drops them. Yeah, yeah. oh, love it. Um, so yeah, we're like now barreling towards like basically the last chunk of the movie. Um, because obviously Hal's like done the, made this move to like reposition the house. He's taken Sophie to the garden. He's like basically saying his goodbyes, isn't he? Because he knows he can't run away from the wall much longer. Yeah, and he's kind of doing all these like acts of rebellion, kind of doing. Oh, he's like meant to think of it as like bad magic like yeah. black magic and that's yeah. why he's turning into yeah, the bird. a bird person like he gets a oh, third arm as he yeah. Yeah. it's all like being him being involved in the war to yeah. some extent like still turning him into to a monster much like when the wizards yeah. who are the missiles yeah. there's a bit in my notes where I'm like um the bats that are missiles are actually wizards I'm like what is this film <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah the, so at this moment the city the war comes home, basically. Like you say, we have this like immediate reaction to how pushing and, and, and being involved mm-hmm. suddenly it's, the war like snaps back and mm-hmm. they like firebomb the city that we, we first met Sophia in. Like, it's her hometown. It's like the loveliest, loveliest place in the world and we watch it get like just destroyed, basically. Mm-hmm. Is this is when Hal leaves. This is when Hal goes out into the city to like fight yeah. and he says to Sophie and Calcifer, like, you need to go away, like, take, take the castle elsewhere. Yeah get out because the glute monsters are like trying to get in it's all suddenly it movie like wrapped itself 100 degrees to like kind of yeah. real real tension at this moment and then um i don't know if it's around about this point but it's quite it's a really really sweet like quite sad moment where marco was like don't leave her sophie because she like, goes outside uh, yeah. and and he's like don't leave her blah, blah, blah. and then she's like don't worry we're a family now yeah and cool. i just you just like yeah there's so many little characters like really like yeah oddballs just all together mm-hmm. have like come together into the story yeah. and it's just so cute and i was reading and it's like the importance of like your chosen family and yeah, yeah. that kind of resonates yeah. with me quite a lot and i think that was just really nice yeah. theme that isn't like really hammered yeah. in but is just quite like a yeah nice I, think that's, I think that's so true like yeah. Even there's even a place around this table for the witch to waste. Like even not this table, thank you. Not here. Only four chairs. She'll steal my cigar <laughs> and my heart. <laughs> um, um, I, yeah, I feel like the film should have played a lot more on that. Like it, yes. it does to like a certain extent, but there are bits where I think it's kind of problematic in terms. Like we talked about before with um, the witch of the waste and her being like big as yeah. like downfall. And there's some bits coming up with like Sophie's triumph and yeah. how that's kind of like played out. I'll get yeah. back to it, but yeah. I feel like that is this crux. This should be the crux of the movie. Yeah, it should them be, coming together. Yeah, it should be a love story. Yeah, like a proper a- ensemble. Yeah, and that's something. The, a lot of the criticisms around, around yeah. this film is like, oh, it's it's one movie that wants to be three films yeah, and can't exactly. decide can't decide what resolution it's going to utilize. Yeah, like what is it? that saves the day is it Calcifer is it Sophie's love for um, Hal is it the like what is actually mm-hmm. kind of um, the leading the charge um, so yeah City gets bombed um, uh, Hal's like Sophie go inside take, take the castle away she she changes the door basically and then she get, they're back in the castle in the waste so that like the castle doesn't move and they like get the castle to run away basically um, and uh, there's, a, there's some really like amazing moments here where um there's like all these like the whole city is on fire and suddenly this like these reds and oranges and like the colours in this moment are so amazing and like scary 
and like yeah. that it feels dangerous and it feels yeah. like it's similar to do you remember in um the fire bombing in Brave of the fireflies mm-hmm. yeah how mm-hmm. that movie was like blues and greys and greens for 95 percent of it and then when you see fire it's, yeah. it has like a real threat to it yeah. like this becomes a full-blown war movie by yeah. the end like yeah so much more action than i thought we were gonna get yeah um and how rides a bomb and also uh to quote myself he a big bird he's he such big a big bird, bird. Yeah. in this bit this is the, there are two bits in this movie where he's a really big bird one of them is this bit where he's just like like you barber just flapping he's yeah. just all wings he's flapping all wings <laughs> he's flapping <laughs> he's flapping amazing yeah. just amazing work <laughs> your, best, your best work yeah um, very visual like and that. Sophie like um, from the other side of the valley and outside the river with um, the kind of the rest of the, of the group with the castle she goes outside the castle she can see how in the distance she can see that what's happening she's like we need to save him and then the way to save him will be to let him know that we're, we've gone and to basically destroy the portal in the city so that he knows they're not in danger from the war anymore um, and the way she's going to do that is by taking Calcifer out of the fire pit and like taking him into outside the castle and like destroying the castle to save Hal. Mm. I actually like the, you're right the, the sense of peril that you normally don't get with these sorts of films or any film really because you kind of know where this yeah. sort of storyline goes but I actually really did worry that Calcifer was going to like yeah. die. Yeah. I and don't I know what's like, going to happen you don't know what's going to happen yeah. in this movie. Like I really cared about that little blue fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's really interesting the things that the film managed to make you like, care about, yeah. like mm-hmm. like Casper. Um, but she convinces him basically that like we have to destroy the castle so that um, yeah. we can save ourselves and how. So she like backs out of the castle with um, oh, so cool. with Casper, and he's like, you have to leave. I have to leave last. So they all go out, and she turns around, and she scoots out, and as soon as she removes Casper, who's been powering the castle the entire time. As soon as he's like over the threshold, suddenly it's like. It was incredible. It, yeah. The stairs like sucked themselves yeah. in. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a really um, impactful moment, and like it's a, a sense of sacrifice, like what's being given up to save Hal in that moment. And then I think I think this is the moment where they're like they don't really know what to do, right? So they're like they they're kind of stuck on the hillside. They ha- they can't let Hal know, and so they the notes I've got here are basically this is the moment when they're like we need to go somewhere else. They see Hal, maybe they see Hal flying off. And they follow him, and so they like rebuild a smaller version of the castle, which is like just the frog mouth. Do you remember? Yeah, and the legs. The frog mouth and yeah. the legs. Oh, yeah. And Calcifer's like, I'm too weak, I can't do any of this without um, Hal. Um, and he's like, I need something to eat. How about can I burn? And so, and he's like, and so, he's like, I need something from you, Sophie. I need your eyes. I need your eyes, I need which your is eyes. like, oh, yeah, you're a demon. Yeah, that's like, like a ballsy little... first thing yeah. to ask for. <laughs> Your eyes, just, like just your give eyes. me your eyes. <laughs> and then she's like, no. And she's like, what about my hair instead? And then had this moment, which is like so, like you want some imagery. Has some more imagery where she like t- takes her luscious, lo- long, young person hair and cuts it. Yeah, she's she's young at this point. Yeah. She but... does get a really nice choppy bob though. She does, she does have a yeah. I've put... Sophie looks fab with the short she hair. Does. So she Abby, does. I've brought some scissors. We're gonna see what it looks oh, like. Oh no, I've done it cut. before. <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. It's not um, fit. And yeah, Sophie gives up her hair to yeah. um, power yeah. the castle and then he's like imagine what I could have done with some organs yeah <laughs> you're right yeah. Um, and they make the weird frog castle and the castle yeah. runs, runs away it runs away so fast yeah. now um, <laughs> it's it's obviously like the imagery here of like so much is happening the idea of like cutting off cutting off your hair is like an iconic thing to do right from like the bible through to like everything else Mulan Samson 
Um, <laughs> um, and there's like a lot being suggested here, right? In some ways, like she's giving up. It's a weird one because she's like giving up, I guess, her sense of youth and child childishness. But she's younger now than she has been the entire mm. movie. Which is a really interesting like dynamic about what it means to be wise and old and young and like how those things maybe aren't as related as we might think. Like mm-hmm. she's at her bravest in a moment that she thought she would be her least brave and she gives up such a big part of herself and but also it's hair it grows back <laughs> keep up your eyes if you want to just like brave Sophie <laughs> um <Damn. laughs> and then I love that. and then they, they, I guess so the frog cut I'm looking for you guys now because my memory of this does it break bigger. down yeah so it does so, so the, the frog cut they're in the she's like great you watch us today Mark oh my god carry us through to the end they're in the, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning I do not remember it <laughs> they're, well. in, they're in the little like frog castle yeah. and it's scampering and it's going um, and it's all going well until she the witch of the waste is like that is a really nice fire and oh, she looks closer yes. and she like is kind of at this point delirious or direct like she's not she's losing herself entirely yeah. and she realises that she can take the heart because obviously Hal's heart is the thing that like is giving Calcifer light and it's the connection between Calcifer and the castle and Hal is like, yeah. like he's protecting Hal's heart literally and figuratively or is Hal's heart protecting Calcifer exactly oh. um, so the witch of the waste snatches it she takes Hal's heart and she's like, it burns, it burns. And she's like on fire because he's a fire demon. And it's like, this re- again, a really intense moment. Really that's like dramatic. out of nowhere. Really so dramatic. Um, and then Sophie can't think of anything else to do, but she wants to save the witch. Yeah. So she fr- throws water a bottle, a, bottle, a bottle of water. <laughs> um, a pail of water over both of them. Yeah. And she's like, I've, I've, what have I done? Yeah, it's interesting because it's this moment where I was like, I don't get, I get why, but also like, it's the witch of the waste, and you've maybe killed Calcifer. So mm. I think it's to show her like her good nature. Yeah, like, she's so compassionate that she would even for yeah. the woman who's cursed her. Yeah. But like, also, if the witch of the waste gets Calc- the heart that's in Calcifer, what happens to Hal? Yeah, she's a, like. Yeah. Sophie clearly has a big old crush yeah. on Hal, mm. so maybe she's thinking she's, she's like, I don't want this other woman to have Hal's heart. Yeah. Or maybe, or, or, like, or maybe it's like a, yeah. a, another way of thinking about it is that she wants to save. I keep forgetting her name. Which of the? Oh, she waste. keeps want, She's wanting to save Witch of the Waste because, in effect, the Witch of the Waste has saved Sophie because she would have just led this like life where she was yeah. just making hats and she was not happy with herself and and the Witch of the Waste in a weird way has opened up her yeah. world to this new way of living and yeah. Sophie's kind of found herself so maybe it's just her trying to repay the favour yeah <laughs> um, I think it's in- I think this is the point that's maybe where like their dynamics become so interesting and involved and this is where in some ways the movie starts to fall apart in terms of like just like the castle I was going to say that in terms of reading trying to understand like what's motivating people yeah um, it becomes tricky so yeah but they don't really know how to end it no she puts she throws water over Calcifer and the castle just fucking is over it's all over at this moment everything falls apart they like fly off the side of um, Sophie's garden Sophie's falling down down a ravine with a dog half the castle's gone with them and half the castle is left with Markle the Witch of the Waste and Turnip Head yeah we're forgetting we're forgetting his magnificent return they're oh, sliding down the oh, hill, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, "Oh no, we're not. We're gonna hit the bottom." And then he appears, and he becomes a weird like sail, yeah. where he like digs into and the ground, grinds down, grinds like, down his yeah. stick. Head. And he, I mean, I understand why you like him so much because yeah. he does save the day. He's yeah. I'll, I'll give you this. Yeah. I did put in my notes of take down turnip head. Pros and cons. 
dot doc um <laughs> dot excel um he does do a good sacrificing i'll give such you such a good sacrificing yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah the, 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 and like this is kind of like the climax right so sophie's lost in this ravine and the only thing around her is um the door the, door, the spinny door and it's like set on black and like oh my god like this is the moment that we were waiting for she can't go in there um, but it's her only way out right she needs to find how she goes through the black door which is a cool moment of like magic because it's just the door frame yeah like there's not it, it's, I thought it's really interesting Monsters Inc another connection oh, oh. that's actually a pretty good yeah and, like, yeah and there's a monster behind the door there's a monster behind all of our doors so she this, this, this is where there's me again this is like the last five minutes and it's like so Sophie goes through the portal inside of the hill and takes her back in time to, ha- to Hal's childhood yeah. and the story of how he found Calcifer yeah who was a star who fell from the sky and he did some magic with a falling star and like gave his heart to Calcifer and it's all mm. keep Calcifer alive keep Calcifer alive and protect himself and, and stuff and it all unfolds very quickly and it's very kind of like super dreamlike but also maybe is time travel I think it is because she then like is being drawn back out of this and she's like um, you need to find me because I'm going to save you and it's like a find grand... me in the future yeah, yeah that, 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 like, what is <laughs> this it's movie like, it's like the it's like the grandfather paradox isn't it yeah. like does Hal find Sophie in the future because he that's just what he does or is it because he's been told by Sophie in the yeah. past oh, timey-wimey stuff timey-wimey and really I'm right and really I love it I love portals and I love time travel you love a paradox I always say that about you mm-hmm. um, there's some cool bits here which I really liked um a, it's cool that like how secret the place that his secret garden the place that he loves is like the place he found Calcifer the place he grew up he shows Sophie it's, it's obviously nice. a very like mm. um, important place to him and then also I just love and it stuck with me um, on the rewatch being like I remember how much I think this bit is really magical um, when the stars are like falling mm. to the ground and they hit the lake and they like turn into little people yeah. and they like run and they fizzle yeah. out but those little people remind me a lot of the little people that go dancing around the witch of the west yeah. yes yeah. I same that. thing yeah. demons I think demons. Demons. it's what's it's all demons yeah do you know what that reminded me of no, no. maybe okay. Mark's niche corner um, you know the beginning bit of Super Mario Galaxy yeah, where there's like star- stars yeah. and like star bits falling yeah. out everywhere, and he's like, running through like a field, and there's yeah. just like a boom, bing, bing, bing. Yeah, sure. Remind me of that. Yeah, okay. Can, yeah, we, okay. Just, can we just get one more take on the boom, bing, 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 bing. Um, so so we get this. So, so this is Sophie like wrapping her head around who Calcifer and Howl is, and what their connection is, and I guess understanding what she needs to do to save Howl's life. So she comes back through. She starts to fall, and then is flying. Sorry if this sounds garbled, but this bit is so like this. I'm, this ten last ten minutes of the movie are so dense. Yeah. Um, she falls and she's like walking through the sky, like how Hal taught her at the very beginning, which is like yeah. oh, not in a wink. She's crying. She's crying. She's like I can't <laughs> stop crying. And this oh, huge tears. Yes. yes, lots of tears. Um, and she comes back through the door, and who does she see on the other side of the door in her little ravine? It's big old bird Hal. He's Hal, and he's a bird. And he's there. He's a big old bird. He's a big bird. <laughs> to seem so emo as yeah. this big bird yeah, like, maybe it does. like his head's like sunken but he's yeah. huge but he like it's like sulking yeah he's sulking yeah. <laughs> yeah and he is like one of the most anime characters we've really yeah, seen in these films so like, he looks like someone from Yu-Gi-Oh like he's like so sure. like, animated in that yeah, way he, yeah I get, I get what you mean like he just feels very different to all the other human yeah, characters yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah this movie's animation style in terms of its character design is different to like 90s Ghibli like everyone, everyone's a bit more angular 
people are, like, everyone's eyes are less big like move away from like mm, a yeah. school, like a moe style of like drawing faces um he th- so basically she's like let's go find calcifer i can save you and he's a big bird and he's like Mah! and like his one big leg comes out yeah. and her and the dog jump on the leg and just like stand there and like <laughs> right and he's like again he's flapping he's got such big wings He's just... <laughs> um, I love it. And he, yeah, it's a really, again, really weird moment. Like, is he, like, what is happening to this moment? Yeah, she kisses him. Yeah. She does kiss him at this moment. Oh, she goes him. into his, uh, her, his weird, like, beak hood. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they fly back to Calcifer, and he immediately turns back into, like, human hell on, the, on this teetering platform on the edge of a hill. Yeah. Um, um, there's a great bit where I think Sophie, Sophie or Hal was like, come on now, give. Give us back the heart. Oh, yeah. She goes, I don't have it. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so good. It is really, it's so cute. And Toby takes Calcifer and the heart and like pushes and it back into. Just like convinces, which is a waste yeah. with words yeah. to be like, come on. The witch waste is like, oh, you must really love him then. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, is a nice, really nice. moment. Um, pushes the heart back into Hal's chest and brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calcifer becomes the, the star, star again. A star is born, is the Calcifer. note I've got. <laughs> Calcifer suddenly turns back into the star that he once was yeah. and just instantly flies yeah. off. Does yeah. not give two shit. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. But imagine if you were a star and then you have to be a fire for like ten years. Yeah. Be, like, yeah. like, I think in the book he comes back, he goes off and then he comes back. He does come like, back in the movie. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Because then they, he becomes the flying castle. Um, sorry, yeah. sorry. So the no no it's fine. No, this, this is the, this yeah. is this is basically the end of the movie. Yeah. Like um, two things, two big things happen. Um, for some reason, I don't have wiped out. Basically, we cut to um, Solomon and the castle, and she's been spying on Hal the whole yeah. time through the dog, and she's like, "You're a little traitor." Like he made Hal find his heart again to the dog, and the dog's like, bruh, bruh, and like runs away. <laughs> and then she's basically like, "Oh, I might as well end the war." Yeah, I, this is the I did not <laughs> because. <get. laughs> She's like, what's the point in the in the war being there? Because she sees that turnip head wasn't just any old scarecrow. In yeah. fact, he's the prince of the country they're at war with. Yeah. Is that why they're at war? Yeah. That's one of the that's quite part it's of why. The, the most oh, like, the most recent right. reason, basically. Yeah. It kind of says a lot about the end of this film. There's yeah. so much in it, yeah. And, yeah. and we've all seen it very recently, and none of us like, can, can quite remember. Yeah. Yeah. So turnip turns back into a man who's the prince. So. Like to get to that point, he they're flying down this hill. The stump is burning out even more. Yeah. And so Sophie obviously tries to console him with uh, a little she, kiss. She, she just kisses everyone and yeah. kisses everything basically. Yeah. Over yeah. That, the sense. last like ten minutes. Yeah. She kisses mm. the which is the waist. Yeah. She kisses the turnip. Yeah. Probably kisses Howl loads. But she yeah. does under his weird hood. Yeah. She kisses. She kisses the turnip. He turns back in. Yeah. And the witch of the waist is like, "That's a powerful curse. Only true love can break that curse." Yeah. And then, and then the witch. Why is the turnip and in love and, with her? And then the witch of the waist is like, "But it looks like your love's in love with somebody else." And like cuts to like Howl and her making out or whatever. And the turnip's like, "Oh no!" But then, but then Prince is so embarrassed he causes a war. But the witch of the waist like is like flirting with the prince, which I'm here for. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're a strapping young man, aren't you? When did you come back over?" Um, Let me see your turnip. Oh, oh, oh. cut that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like this, the, the movie like 
sort of rambles to an end at this point. Um, so much happens. And again, like, it's hard to end things, right? That's what they always say, like, ending things is hard. <laughs> That's what they always say. That's what they say that, about that, Ghibli movies, to tell that you is, that. That is, just, that is like a thing people say, it's like, it's hard to end things. It takes 80% of effort to do the last 20% of yeah. ending. Yeah. It takes a village of people. And it feels Heart like... Heart is a heavy burden. <laughs> it feels like that in this movie. Got it. Um, I think that's basically it. The war is over, Howl and Sophie are together, and the castle is no longer a chicken leg walking around castle. Chicken leg. It's a big flying castle now. And we get that really, like again, um, iconic visual at the very end of the movie just for the credits roll, which is the castle flapping and flying Ooh, away through the clouds. Really cool. And it's, it is beautiful. Oh um, yeah, and yeah, that's 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 how it's moving castle from start to finish. It's um, it feels long. It was long watching it, and there's so much happens. Like, but I am enjoying it though. Yeah. yeah. Like whether the resolution was a bit messy or not, yeah. I still was like I'm involved the whole way through because yeah. it was so busy. I think some of the other my criticisms for the other ones have just been a bit slow in places. Yeah, I think. I, I love this film. I came into this film loving it. It's only, I loved it on the, when we watched it the other day. It's now talking about it. I don't know whether I'm... None of the films, none of the Ghibli films have had like a really good like beginning, a no. structured middle, no. and then a structured re- resolution that no. takes in a proportionate amount of time with the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they set up so many things so well, and then that's kind of their downfall when they try and yeah. resolve everything in the last yeah. five minutes. Yeah. I think the only film that goes some way to fixing that is Spirited Away. And then yeah. that kind of it makes sense because yeah. we that's why we put it at the top. Yeah. yeah. But but I think what's interesting, an interesting thing as well there is that like there are some of some of these movies don't try to do a traditional like three act structure. Like one of the reasons I love Totoro so much is because it is something completely different. It's not written in a way that's supposed to be kind of like it's not rise or rise, there's no like conflict to brilliantly overcome. Like it yeah. has bits of peril here and there, but it's a very different has a very, and we mm. spoke a little and I booked the Japanese at the time like there's a there's a term for that structure of me where it's yeah. like really like slice of life and really just like a moment in time of them yeah. Yeah, like the three up structure is really like western really thing, western thing that we're yeah. very used to we're yeah. very used yeah. to but then it but then it works for for a lot of films I think it's just jarring when we see it done differently yeah but but I think what I don't think House Moving Castle is necessarily an attempt at a different structure I think House has a three act structure I just think that third yeah. act is very very busy it's yeah. free film yeah. so it's yeah. nine structures <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else we want to talk about before we jump into rankings there is something that I completely we completely like I'm sure there's so much this movie that we've missed yeah. but there's one thing I really want to talk about um, which is Hal's bedroom oh, Hal's oh, bedroom yeah. so good and very, so very like good. that's a, again that's another screensaver isn't it like yeah. him lying in the bed and like it's a million things all the eyes and clocks and ticking yeah, things yeah. and his like little trophies yeah adventures it does a really cool thing of like implying again like my favourite kind of world building is this like not subtle nods and winks to something much bigger than yeah. the story that we're seeing and yeah. that is a moment in the scene where you're like oh there's a lot more here than, yeah. than we, yeah. we know it doesn't about. rely on exposition at all yeah. until oh. you get to like the weird prince bit at the end I want a howl prequel yes yeah. um, I think you get you get a lot of that in the book I think Mm. I am tempted to read the book mm. after. You said it was like fifteen pages. No, I'm imagining like a pamphlet. It says this in the book. Very small writing. The other thing was just a little bit about the animation. Um, so most of it was cell animation, apart from the castle, 
which was CGI. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. um, and you could notice that. I like when I first started watching it, I was like, like this animation style looks yeah. so different. And then it moved on. I was like, well, actually, it's the same. It's just the castle. And it was a little bit jarring to begin with, but actually, it kind of added to it and worked. But I think since Ghibli have kind of gone back to traditional. Yeah, it's style it's animation. it's really interesting, like seeing that evolution of like the styles that we've that we've kind of gone through. It definitely are, like different phases. Um, this felt so bright and crisp in a way that just a lot of that like mid nineties Ghibli feels very di- feels very painterly in a different way. So like. There's digital animation in Mononoke, and obviously this is mostly digital in the sense that like things are hand backgrounds are hand painted and hand drawn, but then it's composed digitally and animated right. digitally. Whereas like Mononoke is primarily like constructed by by hand and then have digital layers o- overlaid. Um, but like Mononoke has that like real sense of like deep kind of like watercolor detail in a very different way that this is like blocky and crisp. And then think about like the, my name is the Yamadas. Like that's made by the studio like yeah. so many cool things that like this I think when people think about Ghibli they think about like oh it's animated it looks like this and actually there's so much variation so much range in yeah. or like think about like the pastels in um, Pompoko everything in Pompoko is like light mm. and kind of like faded almost and has this like nostalgic yeah. look to the style it's, which is very different to it this. kind of um, adds to well, especially with the magical films it adds to the magic that, of what they're showing so like with Howl's Moving Castle it's like the magic is like fantastical and it's like mm. so out there yeah whereas like something like princess mononoke is a lot more like grounded magic if that's such a thing you can yeah. do am this. i saying it wrong no you're, you're smiling at <laughs> you're me i'm saying it's like mononoke again mononoke mononoke yeah so like so much more grounded in like yeah. earthy and yeah, like sure. ancient and yeah you can do any of these films in like live action it has to be like animated yeah they just wouldn't yeah. like that yeah level of magic or yeah completely like, not that I'd want a live action film of these, but it would be interesting to see. Oh, I still want Christian Bale. I was about to say, who would play Or playing like a 17 year old emo magician. Yes. Yes. He does <laughs> do body transformations, doesn't he? Timothy Shatchout, Charlemagne. <gasps> oh my god. Perfect casting. As the turnip head. <laughs> no, as the small dog. Which <laughs> is the waste. Um, the other things I think it's worth talking. I mean, let's go into rankings and maybe we can talk a bit more about some of the things we liked. Can there. Have Olivia Coleman as the witch of the waste. Oh my goodness! No, I want Olivia Coleman as Solomon. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, but she's already better. played like a queen that you get wheeled around and. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is the ranking part of the podcast. Um, shall we start with? Um, the Grand National, Abby? Sure, yeah. Do you want the current rankings? Obviously. So the current rankings of the Grand National are in 11th... Oh, I hate myself so much. In 11th place, in 11th, 11th place, this one, which I think is someone from um, the Cat Returns, so we'll ignore her. In 10th place, the Grannies from Only Yesterday. In 9th place, Wise Woman from Princess Mononoke. In 8th place, Three Macbeths. From Porco Rosso. In seventh place, Horrible Accident and Berta. Oh, sorry. Sixth place, Miss Dora from Totoro. No, Miss Dora from Only Yesterday. In fifth place, Granny from Totoro. In fourth place, Grandma Yamada. Oh, oh. Shout out to the Yamadas. In third place, Nana Raccoon. Oh, Pomoko. Second place, Dola. And in first place, Yubaba. And then in brackets, Anzaniba. Yeah. Ooh, they're good grands, they are. So, Abby, who are we casting yeah, for? Yeah, about grands. I think it's got to be, it's got to be Sophie. Yeah, it has to I be think, Sophie. I think they both count. Well, Sophie and... I think Sophie, Sophie and... Sophie. Sophie. You've seen other ones where you do more. Yeah. 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 I think we throw them both in there. Okay, oh, they're both, both in there. one ranking. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And where did they go? Oh, they are great. You think about that sass from both of them, and then they, and then how heartwarming they are. The, the, main the, big ca- nose. the main character of this movie is a grand. The grand. Name me any other ma- massive movie like this where the main character is an old lady. Grace and Frankie. <laughs> movie, I said. <laughs> um, Grace and Frankie, the adaptation. No one knows when this podcast is going <laughs> to come out. It's 2021. Anything good about I just think that's Shame. so that's so rare. Like yeah. the the hero yeah. of this film is an old lady. Yeah. Yeah. And objectively, I like her a lot more than I like Yubaba. Yeah. I think. She's yes. Quite, yeah. I think they're at the top. They're I think the they're top. so far at the top. I think. Her being like, I've, I've never liked turnips, it's my least favourite vegetable, and then turning away from the man who, or a turnip man is incredible. Like, so many bits of things she says are like, yeah. she's an icon. Both of them just like memorable moments that I will remember. Like, yeah. even your barber at, the, at now, I'm like, she's fading for me a little bit. Oh, shade. Yeah. I love you, Barbara. She's, a, she's got a bird that looks like her. Actually, that's a lie. She's a giant bird and also has a bird that looks like her. You barber and you bird it. Oh, it's an Zabika. <laughs> um, what are these characters' names called? Sophie and Witch of the Waste. Witch of the Waste. That's a Just pretty put... fire. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, the whole bit is so good. And oh, also, tacky little shot. Oh god, it's amazing. Yeah, I like that she goes like that and then is still like evil at the end. Well, not evil, but like yeah. still has her like. It's, she she just, we don't just lose her. No, yeah, yeah. Exists. And it's also the. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about it now, but like. I remember coming away from um, Mononoke in particular, Ed, and you were like, um, the big thing that works so well in Mononoke is that like it's such there is so much grey in this movie. Like it's not a movie of heroes and villains. There aren't good characters and bad characters. And mm. you know, by the end of it, um, the Baroness, you like, is is like, you can understand her motivations for doing things. And um, San, like, you understand her motivations, but also she does some really bad things. Like all these things come together to kind of paint a very nuanced picture of. Um, the world and I think this movie does the same like we're introduced to characters Sophie's well good though isn't she yeah <laughs> Sophie is well, but, but yeah but also like um, the witch of the waste and how himself like they how does bad things through his mm. inaction the witch of the waste is bad and then has a redeeming moment like there is a new I think Calcifer's literally a demon yeah there's like there is nuance in this movie despite I think there's a there are reads of this film which are very much it's very black and white. It is Miyazaki being like, war is bad, here's why. Mm. Actually, I think there's more to it than that through characters like The Wish of the Waste. It's like, it's interesting to to see someone like her in a movie that's so... Um, and they're both cute as hell. They're yeah. both very, very cute. She's very good. Also not good. Speaking <laughs> of cute things, Ed, do you want to talk to me about the food yeah, in this film? cute food. Sounds like the film. podcast on this podcast. Food, you give me. Um, so... <laughs> like Is that the, the noise she made? The theme song changes like, every episode. <laughs> well, I've stopped trying to do the Grand National because I just you don't. just all sing a different sport. Anyway. The food in this film is quite... is good. I think it's good. There's one incredible bit of food, which is like, as I said, like the one of the inspirations for this list. The bacon. There's not... What? That bacon and eggs. Oh, I want to eat it. Where he cuts that Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um, Cut me up like that, Hal. Oh, slice oh. me. Slice me and dice me. Fry um, <laughs> 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 me. Other than that, we've got like, the bakery with the eclairs. Yeah. And yeah. they look quite good, but we sort of gloss over them quite quickly. 
Like with like an egg wash. Yeah. Hey. Um, and we see the obviously the cheese and bread cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I don't. It's quite sparse. It's sparse. Say. I didn't get a lot else. Well, I didn't get anything else from that from that film unless anyone had something. No, I think um, usually I'm only paying attention to the food. So. <laughs> the thing I would say is that um, Laputa was top of this list for like eleven weeks on the base on the back of one egg sandwich. Uh, and one soup. Me, it was not an egg sandwich. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. No, and the ham, one with ham. A big bit of ham, but also that was like oh, a so whole, you're saying a table piece. of food. You say it's top of the list because of some ham and some eggs. Yeah. Oh, I don't get it. Because bacon this, egg. This awesome. Same. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh-huh. um, so I'm. I'm I what, think, what's the, what is the list? Really? I, I think so. I'll give you the list now, and then we can decide where you want to put it. Okay. Go. I'll do the list then here now. Uh, so at the bottom we've got ocean waves. Ocean, ocean, ocean waves. waves. Porco Rosso, nothing. Grave of the Fires, flies, awkward mm. emoji face. <laughs> yeah. Totoro, pile of nuts. Only yesterday, pineapple, watermelon. Mononoke, donkey piss, and chida. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper of the heart, a bit of ramen. Oh yeah. Cat returns, the egg returns, and nice mice. Then <laughs> <laughs> Poco, loads. It's just loads. Oh, it's the teriyaki, tempura, yeah. and then the burger that they get. Oh, that's that's. I love that movie. I'm hungry. Um, Yamada's. Who would eat a banana? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kiki's delivery service is sort of like a like a seahorse and radish pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that good bread. And that good bread mm-hmm. the, the, and a good cake they make for her mm-hmm. that puts a big pork uh, <laughs> yeah and big pork. the egg on the bread yeah um, her name is Dola <laughs> <laughs> and at the very top obviously you've got spirited away the reason this list exists yes so, so true oh that's um, quite nice thanks because mm. um, there's all the spirit food yeah. and like spirit world food like, just piles and piles of it twice in fact um, no face it's literally about greed that yeah time, so far a big theme of it um, so, I mean, I can cut straight to it. I know where it's going. I think. Does, Second. Yeah. Second. Second. Yeah. Oh, it is outrageous. Nice. No, it is well, better. It is better. I think it's under it, Kiki's, but it's not my list. I don't think it's above Lapita. I don't think it is above Lapita. Do you think oh, it is? No, it is above Lapita. But that's the second. This list has flaws. Lists are bad. It seems like at the moment on, the list is. Where is there the most food? Yeah, that no, is at well, the top of it. Mm, I would agree. No, because there's loads of food in Pop Pucker, and that's only fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like there's a lot of there's a lot of made up rules for this list. <laughs> <laughs> but my, I mean, part of it is like how big a part in the story the food plays, and I think not they, very. Not very. I mean, there's a lot of like <laughs> cows are trying to eat stuff. No. Cows are oh, eating. Cows are eating. Eggshells. Consuming is a big oh, part no, no, no. of it. Eating that little. Um, Oh, bug yeah. that like basically fucks up the whole yeah. um, there's food. a turnip that's a food go on then Ed where are you putting it you're cool I don't know now you've made me doubt second I, I, I'm happy with second but I think third would also be justified <laughs> that's what I was messing around with I'm thinking second would be fine but have you considered but third third. <laughs> third still puts it above Kiki's where does, what that's still sacrifice I'm willing to make what does your fire staring heart say initially I was saying second then I was like is that just because I just remembered the bacon and eggs. And the bacon and eggs is very good. I'm going to go third. Oh! oh. Ba, 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 ba. Third place. People are starting to influence the list. There's oh. cracks. <laughs> Have we got strong... Like an egg. Oh. Blessed are the cracks. <laughs> Have, we got more... Have we got more strong food coming up? Uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't I seen know. any more. Oh no, I've seen Wind Rises, but I haven't seen any more yeah, coming up. So. 
Okay, that brings us to the final ranking of the episode. Um, this is the 14th Ghibli movie we've seen. That's a lot of movies oh, to rank. Jesus. Um, does anyone want to start us? I think we should do a little little, little round recap. robin. Well, should we do a recap? Do, on the list first, or do we do a round robin on the list? L- list first. List first. Okay, so in current 13th place, Ocean Waves. Ocean, Ocean Waves. Waves. In current 12th place, Porco Rosso. Ali was wrong. Uh, 11th place, Laughter, Castle in the Sky. 10th place, Only Yesterday. 9th place, The Cat Returns. 8th place, Grave of the Fireflies. 7th place, Whisper of the Heart. Oof. Sixth place, My Neighbours the Yamadas. Who'd have thought it? What a great movie. In fifth place, My Neighbour Totoro. In fourth place, Kiki's Delivery Service. In third place, Pompoko. In second place, Princess Monoke. And in first place, still the champion of the list, Spirited Away. Mm. It's a, that's a fierce list up the top. Yeah. This list is great. It's this a good film, list. Yeah. These films are good, except for Ocean Waves. Um, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. What, what do you want? Second. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Um, talk to me about why you think it's better than Pompoko or worse than Princess Mononoke, whichever you prefer. Oh no, no, isn't oh second. Second. Talk to me about why you think it's better than Princess Mononoke. I think I enjoy it because it's a little bit lighter than Princess Mononoke. Did I say it right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's more fantastical, and I think I enjoy that more. I think I come to these sorts of films for like the really cute animated characters, and then you've got a lot of those. And I just like was like quite shocked by a lot of it. Like when the castle first comes in and when you see that Sophie's turned into a woman, it just like was a very different story. Yeah. I think it's surprising, right? Like yeah. uh, right up to the very end, even like I've seen it before, I was like, I don't know, I can't remember where the story goes. Like it's so exactly. up in the air. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it right, it's it? twists and turns. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your um, feelings? I think, I think probably third, so underneath Prince Mononoke. I have two reasons why it's so high. The first one, four words. Blobs wearing voter hats. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic, Second honestly. One, five words. May all your bacon burn. <laughs> Done. Yes. Ah. Yes. Uh, how did Princess Monoka end? Remind me. It ended with the god, the forest god like getting all big. Yeah. And oh, big yeah. Shot the deer in the head. But that was even more crazy than the end of this. Yeah. 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 It, it, was, it, it dies. I was very shocked dead. when you said it wasn't very magical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastical. It dies and then it's like reborn and the forest takes back over the... Oh, actually, can I do my again? <laughs> I've changed my mind. Whoa. Yeah, we, we, we can still... Damage. It's an ongoing conversation. Why have we just changed our mind about yeah. where it sits? Above, above Princess Mononoke. Whoa. Above um, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Wow. Big claim, big claim. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. What you, Ed? Where do you think um, it's going to go? I think fourth. Ooh. Talk about why so, you like Pompoko more. It's been a while since we've last done a podcast. A while since last, last three last met, or whatever it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, carry <laughs> on. Um, so now we've sat with all these for like quite a while ruminating um, yeah we've ruminated um, and I like I just feel like I enjoyed those three more than I enjoyed this <laughs> and I, no, I haven't fine. had time to ruminate over this yeah. one I understand yeah. that but I just feel like th- like with those three I wasn't bored for a second and I like didn't get bored but the, how dense that last half hour yeah. is is very hard to get through yeah like not I really love this film. That's why it's in fourth out of all these films. Mm-hmm. But I just uh, I'm, I, can see I struggle that. to get above Pompoko because of how much I love Pompoko. Yeah. I do think about Pompoko quite a lot. Yeah. Um, Ali, what about yourself? He's going to say something crazy like I, below Laputa or something. The all five, like the top five, the, these top five films are so good. 
Like, yeah. they're all of such a quality. It's actually ridiculous. Like, when I look at this list, like, like, next, I love, yeah. like, Yamada's is great, and I love Pokoros, obviously, but, like, those top five is such a hard block. Mm. Like, that's actually, like, when I look at it now, I'm like, is it better than Toto? Like, to- my name Toto is, like, so good, you guys. Like, I, in my head, can could could put it at sixth, but I don't think I will. But, I, like, I can see a world in which I would do that without, like, too much trouble. Um, I... Except for when the riots start. For how much of a surprise it's been, like, I did not expect to like Pompoka as much as I did. Like, I really just didn't expect it to be the movie of, mm-hmm. of these that I was like, damn, that's so good. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's... As good as spiritual, I don't think it's... For me, uh, for, in a similar... Like, in the same way for the, that for you, you come to these movies for, like, the charm and I think the, like... The like adventurous spirit that like Hal's really captures and Spirit of Red definitely does. Like for me, like the drama of Mononoke is so good, mm. and like there are bits in Hal's that I love. There are scenes of which I think are amazing. I think like the design of the castle is incredible. I think the design of like the creatures is amazing. Like there are moments and icons and symbols that I think are so good, but I don't think it. I think that plot is so like weebly wobbly, and it's yeah. so like what if this and also this and also this and like what is motivating these characters like what actually motivates Sophie for any of this film it's only at the very end that I'm like oh like obviously she's in love with him but like do we know like is mm. that actually given, indicated to us at all through this film like really um, and what's Hal's motivation like there's a I think this is one of those movies that so much of it is theme and motif and Miyazaki being like I want to make an anti-war movie I want to make a movie about pass- pacifism like that hits some of the plot gets lost in that design yeah when you make a a char- like a main character a pacifist it kind yeah. of takes away much motive yeah. that they can have because yeah. their whole motive is not doing anything yeah. mm. and, mm. and if you're going to do that you need to make them relatable in a different way or likeable in a different way yeah. I don't think how he's a big bird Ali which is sick but I'll... you Barbara is a big bird I've got my big birds in this list <laughs> so with that in mind I'm going to put it in I think I'm going to agree with Ed and put it in fourth place finally so what does that mean so who um... thinks it should go above Totoro. Yeah. So yeah, all of us. us. Yeah. Who thinks she should go above Kiki? All of us. All of us. Yeah. Who yeah. thinks she should go above Pompoko? I'm happy to go with those guys now. It can, it can be fourth. Yeah? Yeah, the more I think about it, the last half an hour does let it down. Yeah. But it's, a, it's an amazing film. Like, yeah, Again, absolutely. all of these, this now top six is like out of this world yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a new fourth place movie, which is House Moving Castle. Exciting. I'm surprised. Before watching this, I was expecting this to be in second. Yeah. I'm surprised it's in fourth. Yeah. And this Pompoko, as you were saying, like has. Who would have thought it? Like, yeah. Of this six, all the other six, all the other five of that top six, I'm like, yeah, obviously these are the top yeah. films of like these are the ones people have heard of. Yeah. And Pompoko is like just yeah. so left field. Yeah. yeah. Just big, big raccoon balls. Yeah, it's so, so, so many balls. points There's... for having balls on screen. And I mean, well, well, maybe we'll do like, maybe we should do, we'll do like a. When we've done all the episodes, I think we should do a bonus episode just like talking about the list and some things we'd like to watch. Yeah, so, yeah. I want to go back over Breakdown. and like, talk about Pompoke and stuff. Our own personal list as well. But with that in mind, so I'm just going to not do the whole list again, but the new top five are, well, again, amazing movies all through. Um, number five, Kiki's Delivery Service. Number four, the new one, House Moving Castle. Right number is. three, Pompoko. Number two, Princess Mononoke. And still number one, will it be touched by anything? Probably not. It's Spirited Away. Um, so that's it for this week. Um, I think 
next we got I was saying to you guys earlier next, we've got only got seven of these left oh, which is crazy um, I've done 14 done, 14. done two thirds yeah that's crazy um, so the next the next movie um, that we're going to do is a contentious one shall we say um, not directed by Hayao Miyazaki not directed by Takahata what the bloody point um, <laughs> another adaptation um, it is Tales from Earthsea Never heard of it. This so, is a, a title that has got me intrigued. Yeah. So we shall see you all, or hear you all, next time no. for that. <laughs> I'll see you all. Uh, we'll, I'll see you all next time. Because um, I think, actually, Abby, have we got to go? Have we got to get something? Guys, we've got a cat bus to catch. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.